0: Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I've lost 145 pounds, and with me today
1: is... Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. We are a married couple who have uh, both achieved our goal weights and have uh, maintained for like three years now, and together we form the Voltron that is... (laughs) We Only Look Thin. thin. Oh, we
0: didn't actually say how we were going to say it. It seemed like an urgent thing to say quickly. We Only Look Thin! Go! We We are Go for Thin!
1: Really need to practice more, rehearse yeah. more on People these things. People come here
0: for Voltron references, not for thin-spiring information. But you get both. Yes, you, you happen. You come for one, you get the other. It's free.
1: It's all included, <laughs> <laughs> all-inclusive buffet price. We're <laughs> going to talk about or buffets like the Sandals later. Resort. Yeah, all-inclusive. <laughs> oh. Always, but I, I, like, I've always kind of hated sandals as a, as a footwear Mm. choice. Oh,
0: yeah, you're not a sandal guy. Yeah,
1: like, I, and so, like, the fact that that resort was named Sandals, I was like, I'm never going there. There's no Yeah, but you know what?
0: Going to Sandals Resort and wearing army boots... Also not a good look. <laughs> sometimes you need to dress for the job you want, and sometimes army boots are not the, uh, not the job for the sandals resort.
1: Wow, I didn't know. <laughs> now thank you for telling me. No,
0: we went to Miami. Uh, well, you were in Miami, and I went to visit you. I was maybe at my heaviest weight. And I have never felt as incompetent and incomplete as walking down the oh beach my God. in Miami.
1: Miami, like 15 years ago, when I was working on a movie there, and it was like a parade of supermodels, like oh my every day, Wait, wearing next to nothing. the
0: of Miami that we were on?
1: We were on South Beach. South Beach. So yeah.
0: it was literally there were people, just models in the street, doing model things. It was like, unbelievable. I'm not, I know I'm prone to exaggeration. There was literally a model in the back of a Cadillac being photographed on South Beach, and I was wearing a black cardigan sweater, black tank top, black capris, black, like, I looked like uh, Wednesday Adams, <laughs> but... At my heaviest weight, yeah. s- sweating profusely, feeling very uh, unfit and unattractive. Um, so it was a great And then place what to happened? <laughs> I don't know. We walked down the beach for like five minutes and I got tired and we had to sit down. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. It was
1: good times.
0: Good times. But uh, I feel I felt very overdressed, but I didn't want anyone to see my arms.
1: Yeah. Well, next time we go to Sandals Resort, we can uh, <laughs> rectify that. You can wear your uh, your uh, European thong bathing suit. Oh, and, boy. Uh, there
0: were lots of people in Miami just living their best lives, though, too.
1: They were. They were
0: rollerblading, wearing not many things. Yeah, very much And they much didn't so. care. I wish I had that much body positivity, even it, now. And I
1: was offended that they didn't have helmets and elbow pads on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Donald You're likes are very much rules. going
1: to get hurt doing that.
0: <laughs> get off my lawn, you Get kids. off my
1: lawn, you rotten kids. Any- well, anyway, how about Anyhoo, we get to the episode? Why don't we? What happened last week, dear?
0: Well, the good part is that nobody remembers. So, we're Oh, just, yeah. I bet if we just said exactly what we said last week, people would still think it was new and valuable information.
1: I think everyone absorbed what we said last week, took it to heart, and have changed their lives in one week.
0: Probably. Uh, but no, ha <laughs> ha. Ha ha. insert jokiness ha, ha ha here uh last week we talked about gretchen rubin's first five loopholes to habit change
1: yeah and these loopholes are whenever we start a new habit as adults uh we tend to come up with excuses to not continue to not maintain these habits and basically these are a list of lies that we tell ourselves and by identifying them we can better uh Avoid succumbing to them and realize, you know, call ourselves on our lies that we tell to ourselves. And really, this has been the key, probably the biggest key to me uh, to actually get to my goal weight and maintain it was realizing that I was lying to myself all the time. And, you know, when I would say to myself that, I deserved a treat. I was really just saying I really wanted a treat. There was no deserving. So, if you go back and listen to last week's episode or if you uh, haven't listened to it yet, we went through the first 5 which were the false choice loophole, the moral licensing loophole, the tomorrow loophole, the lack of control loophole. And the planning to fail loophole. And today we're going to go through 6 through 10, and it is going to be a party.
0: It sure is. So I know last week we asked you to think about the loopholes that we presented and think about the ones that you might invoke. And the, the thing about getting knowledge is that you can have it, but if you don't do anything with it, it's not as good as if you actually take it to heart. So, so this week, we are once again going to ask you, listen to the loopholes that we present, And see if you find anything that resonates with you, any stories that you tell yourself, any excuses that you make. Because, again, we are smart people, and we want to justify all of our choices. And by being able to talk ourselves out of tickets and out of the loopholes why we can't lose weight, it helps us change and grow and be better.
1: It certainly does. All right, so let's get to it. Um, the first loophole, uh, which is number six out of ten, is the "this doesn't count" loophole, and I I call this the weight loss fairy loophole, <laughs> which is telling yourself things like "I'm on vacation," "I'm sick," "It's the weekend," that therefore whatever I'm doing doesn't count. Yeah. I can I can get away with whatever I want. And you know, this is the idea that there is some magical weight loss fairy that is going to absolve you of, right. of whatever you're eating. And you know, poof, this cheesecake suddenly has no yeah. calories. There's in no
0: it. annulment of calories. I had uh, a canned soup the other night for dinner, clam chowder. It was mm. like I was by the bay. It oh, was my delightful. goodness! It wasn't very good. Yeah. I, did I ask me if I ate it at all? Did yes. you eat it all? Oh, boy. Yes, I ate it all. And I thought to myself, these calories shouldn't count. It wasn't that good. It yeah. sh- I shouldn't have to pay the consequences for my own choices of finishing it instead of just throwing it in the trash. Uh, but yeah, the, the, you know, I've totally, I've given up drinking. But you know what? Not when friends are around, or when it's the weekend, or if somebody gives me a bottle or if I'm <laughs> right. for like oh, or if I'm it's on, a day
1: ending and why <laughs> right,
0: i'm on I'm on keto, but not on weekends and not at home and not on whatever right uh, i'm a vegetarian but not on the weekends, uh, which is something I actually used to do. I sort of dabbled in – Donald was vegetarian for years and years, and I was occasionally – just because you eat a vegetable doesn't make you a vegetarian. That's yes, all
1: I'm uh, it'll be 31 years this coming June, actually. Oh, wow. Wait yeah. way to at me. Vegetarian, yeah.
0: Um, but it's the – oh, it was only a half a glass of wine. It shouldn't count. Oh, it was just a bite of my kid's sandwich. I don't have to track that. Uh, it was just a one-time thing. It turns out one-time thing after one-time thing adds up to a whole thing. Yeah, And just because yesterday it was a cookie and today it was a slice of pizza doesn't mean that it doesn't count. It all counts.
1: It very much does.
0: So I think this loophole is one that is mercurial because – just because, like I said, one day I'll have a cookie problem and the next day I'll have a pizza problem. I don't think I have any problems. But it turns out it's not the specific food that's the problem. It's the excuse that's the problem. And I think that that's why I convinced myself that I didn't have any problems because it's not like I get takeout every night. It's not like I drink all the time. So I didn't think I had a problem. I had a whole host of problems—a big umbrella problem.
1: Yeah, the the calories always count. Like it doesn't matter whether you know what day of the week it is, what special occasion it is. They always count, and it's okay, like to have treats. It's okay to indulge in things. It's not—it's not a good or bad thing. Yeah, it's not it's, a judgment. It's just realizing that you are lying to yourself about whether or not you you really should be doing this if you're focusing on a weight loss and fitness goal. Exactly. So the next one is the questionable assumption loophole. Tuck
0: in, people, because this is a big one.
1: Yeah, for sure. I
0: don't know. Other podcasts are like, "Hey friends, how you doing?" Friends, we're like, "All right, people. All right, (laughs) buttercups." Oh yeah, last week was buttercup episode. Yeah, you
1: you called them buttercups multiple times, and now you're doing it again. Back
0: it is on.
1: So, what are some examples of the questionable assumption loophole?
0: Okay, so these are the stories. This is the you can't wear white after Labor Day
1: excuse.
0: It's not a celebration if we don't have wine. Yeah. If we're going to breakfast, I've got to get their special hash browns. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to the donut shop, we're already here. It'd be ridiculous if we didn't get a dozen. I mean, we're here.
1: Yeah, one of my personal favorites that, that I hate is going to the gym is the only real form of exercise. Ooh, that one's bad. Ooh,
0: I thought you were going to say this one. I need to eat a lot in order to get my money's worth out of the buffet.
1: Yeah, that that's one. a big one. And then the one I do all the time, I can't really I, – I seem to – boy, I was about to say I can't really help myself. Even though I know better, <laughs> I do this all the time. I say I have an appointment at 11 a.m. It's 9 a.m. now. I shouldn't really start anything. Oh my gosh,
0: I feel very attacked.
1: (laughs) And then I just, you know, waste that two hours doing nothing. And, you know, whereas I... You know, you really could get something done. I could really get something done in that two hours. That doesn't necessarily have to do with weight loss and fitness, but I invoke it all the time. But I think
0: it ties into, you know, starting to track calories or whatever. I'm like, oh, well, it's Friday at 10 a.m. That's a weird time to start anything. I'll just start it on Monday at 9, where I'll definitely feel motivated.
1: Yeah, or or the, like, I'm too busy to take the stairs. I should wait in this long line for this elevator that actually takes just as long (laughs) instead of actually taking the stairs
0: so there's the uh everyone's gotta have a vice i did this one all the time the well at least i'm not a drug addict well at least i'm not an alcoholic at least i'm not a whatever like
1: yeah my parents all have this sort of running long time joke my my father collects a lot of different things and my mother will say well at least he's not spending it on alcohol and my dad's like if i i would have to basically drink from sundown to sunrise in order to drink enough alcohol to make up for my collectibles. But if your mother's okay with it, then that's fine.
0: Right. So a couple more are, uh, you know, I know what to do. So it would be ridiculous to hire a trainer when I can do it for free by oh, myself. Oh, man. And look, this is an excuse, but there are so many times I hear myself and other people say, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. So just because you know what to do doesn't mean you're going to do it. It doesn't, just having an idea doesn't mean that you have a plan. Another one is, and this is the final one I'll bring up, which is a, a big, giant, loophole is the the label says it's healthy oh uh, and she,
1: man she, we've she, talked about this on several episodes Ugh.
0: so Gretchen Rubin pointed out a study that said that there was something labeled as an oatmeal snack and sometimes it was labeled as a gourmet cookie and it sold thirty five percent better when it was called an oatmeal snack because it's it's oatmeal. Wow. I'm basically curing cholesterol just by eating it. Same that thing.
1: is no joke. No, cult. I mean thirty five percent. That's crazy. So this is called, again, the questionable assumption loophole, and you need to question your assumptions when you're saying things like this. Are you really too busy to take the stairs? Is going to the gym really the only form of exercise? Am I really too busy to track my calories? Am I really too busy to prep my meals? you're making these false choices and assuming that things are true when they aren't necessarily.
0: Well, and it might also just be things that we heard about from family because goodness knows that we're all a product of all the stories and the, you know, the 1980s way of thinking about, you know, well, you can only do this if you do it this way.
1: Oh, but for sure. It's
0: very freeing and also kind of scary to realize that all the stories that you've been told might not actually be true.
1: Yeah, it really is. All
0: right, so the next one is Oh, and this is me to a T. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm, it's the mother Teresa of, or Teresa? Teresa? You say true. If you know how to say her name, let us know.
1: Sure. Ketchup, okay. catsup, yeah. all the same. No,
0: no catsup. <laughs> okay, the concern for others loophole.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I am so unselfish. I give to others. It is in my nature. I'm a giver. And that means there's no way I can ever lose weight because I give so much.
1: Yeah, I like to call this one the peer pressure loophole, which is that even as adults, we give into peer pressure all the time. It's that thing that when you're at a party or a gathering or a bar or something. When
0: people went outside. Yeah, yeah.
1: When people (laughs) used to do that. And everybody at the party's like, come on, have a slice of cake. Come on. Come on, have a drink. Come on. Because people don't want to see you abstaining from something that they're trying to enjoy because it makes people feel a little guilty about it. And so, you know, they try and cajole you into doing it. And sometimes you'll pre-cajole yourself into doing it so that you don't make anyone else feel bad.
0: So they... The uh, the way to tie this back to Mother Teresa, which is, this is my loophole. Oh, I don't know sorry.
1: Why. <laughs> sorry, I no. stole your thunder.
0: No, I don't want to be a jerk, but... I'm gonna. So
1: go. uh, <laughs> Whether you want to be a do- jerk or don't want to be a jerk, it's you're happening. Still being a jerk.
0: Okay, so uh, so many people need me. There is no time to focus on me. Oh, I used yeah. to be the benevolent Mother Teresa volunteer. I got to get my, you know, I got to help everybody else before I help myself. Uh, so as a reward, I'm going to eat about it. Um, and as Donald was saying, to take it back to him. Sorry I made that offer <laughs> It's like in, in improv comedy, they're like, just go with the flow and don't control the scene. I just controlled the scene. I just failed.
1: Yeah, well, this is not improv comedy. This man. is serious <laughs> fitness business, yeah. man. Um,
0: So going back to what Donald was saying, I have to keep junk food in the house for company, oh, I yeah. gotta have Somebody things around by. just in case. My grandmother had a whole drawer that was the, the company drawer, the yeah. company drawer, uh, the cheese balls. It was actually like a deep. I think it was meant for a trash can that you kept inside <laughs> the drawer. It was a pull out thing. It had cheese balls. It has Charles chips tins. Oh it was my goodness! Full of treats my, for other people.
1: Both of my grandmothers had. Very similar setups. There was always some giant tin of like wise potato chips Mm. and uh, yeah, everything else. Anyway, I don't want to wax romantic about junk food.
0: So other examples are it would be so rude not to drink or eat a piece of cake because I don't want to offend anyone. They sent me this tin of cookies. I've got to eat it. I don't want to seem like a snob or holier than thou, which is a big one of like, well, I'm vegetarian, but I'm around other people, so I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to seem rude. Yeah,
1: I I generally – I know we've now mentioned it a couple of times during this very episode, but I generally don't bring up being vegetarian unless uh, it is really cogent to whatever is being discussed because I, I feel like it makes people uncomfortable. And I've also been, like, immediately attacked by oh my people after, uh, after mentioning it sometimes.
0: So uh, another one – and this is a more personal – boundary issue is I can't ask my partner to stay with the kids while I go to class. I don't want to join the thing because it will disrupt other people and you know I don't want to rock the boat in any way.
1: Yeah. This was
0: a big one that I used that I just didn't feel, you know, for all the money I could spend on takeout, I didn't feel like joining Weight Watchers for $19 a month was the right way to spend money. So like, oh I couldn't do that because oh uh, it's we just I don't want to go for the family. And I do that too. Like I'll buy fifty things for our daughter but then i hem and ha about buying an underwire bra for myself and donald's like why don't you just buy a bra it's not a bit oh i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> Not for the. <laughs> believe me society needs me in underwire bras i'm just letting you know
1: yeah of all of the things to uh to you know feel like was a special purchase that's not one of them
0: but i think that that happens all the time we yeah put for sure other we put value on things for others and not for ourselves. but guess what we do we eat about it. as a, I'm like whispering in the microphone she's, as she's though— She's <laughs> really got
1: her hand on the side of her mouth so Word that on the street people is. on the other side can't read her lips on a podcast.
0: But we, we see being unselfish as a way of finding value for ourselves. Because frankly, when we do things for other people, people might thank us for it. But we don't thank ourselves for being good or helpful to ourselves. We see it as selfish.
1: It's very true. So recognize when you are falsely assuming that you're doing something for others when really they probably would be fine with you doing whatever you're doing for yourself.
0: Well, and people will take as much as you will give of yourself, and if you don't actually assert your own needs – Nobody's going to magically know. We did an episode called uh, Dog the Boundary Hunter. (laughs) We're so funny. Um, Where we talked about asserting boundaries and that no one is going to guess what your needs are. No one is going to guess that you're vegetarian or gluten intolerant or that you're really trying to work on larger vegetable portions. If you don't say what you need, then no one is going to guess it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like we've been saying this with every one of these, but they're all really huge, as it turns <laughs> out. The next one is huge. Oh, this one
0: is big. You think you've had information thrown at you before? This one is where the rubber meets the road.
1: This is the fake self-actualization loophole. Oh
0: boy. Also
1: known as the You Only Live Once loophole. YOLO.
0: YOLO. I if if I could carry a microphone, like an angry uh, comic on a stage right now and stomp around. I would do that right now. Because we
1: could get a Mister microphone, and you could drive oh, around in your I'll car and
0: <laughs> pick you up later. Hey,
1: good looking! There yeah. you
0: go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, the seventies! <70s.
1: laughs> so such good times.
0: So you only live once. This one, uh, I I'm not actually sure if I'm capable of fully diving into this one because I'm afraid I might offend someone. But this loophole, and th- th- I'm quoting. Gretchen Rubin on this one. This loophole comes in the disguise as an embrace of life or an acceptance of self so that the failure to pursue a habit seems like a life-affirming, almost spiritual event.
1: Man, that is some hard truth right there.
0: This uh, might offend some people, Uh, so here it comes. I think the healthy-at-any-size movement yeah the self acceptance of body movement of its you know you're a garbage person if you track calories which i have heard people say yeah that self actualization is a very dangerous loophole because it doesn't take into account The likelihood of getting diabetes.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what happened to me. I had gotten to a point where I was just saying to myself, well, I'm just going to be what I'm going to be. I'm going to eat what I eat. And I'm, you know, this is who I am. I'm going to be that person. And then my doctor said, hey, guess what? You've got diabetes. Uh, You're going to go blind or lose a limb if you don't do something about it. And all of that came to a screeching halt, and I had to turn things around.
0: Well, and it, it – like I said, this one is a very difficult one because I think accepting myself and loving myself helped me lose the 100 pounds. Oh,
1: which I think are incredibly important things, but I think, like, accepting yourself – is does not prevent health consequences no, from happening.
0: No, and I loved myself enough to want to care about the food that I was eating and the movement that I was getting because it was never my thyroid. It was about sitting for 14 hours a day and eating for 14 hours a day yeah. and being mad for 14 hours a day. So sure. he, here are some examples of that, of what Gretchen Rubin points out. I love my life too much to deprive myself of anything. Yeah. I love living in the moment. I'm a rebel. I just go, you know, I just want to embrace every uh, donut that comes by me.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I got to die of something, which I've totally. That
1: one. I got to die of something.
0: um, I should do something nice for myself.
1: Oh, yeah. I've said that many, many times.
0: I'm perfect just as I am. No, not even Mary Poppins is perfect. (laughs) She's practically (laughs) perfect, but not 100% perfect. That, you know, I just, I am me and this is the way it is. That is very dangerous because sure, we can embrace who we are, but if we're not critical of our choices... Does it feel good to drink every day? Yeah. Sure, it feels fun to have a buzz, and it, you know, boy, that's great. Is it good for you, though? Not so much. Let's see. Oh, this is one that I came up with all by myself. I was born this way.
1: Yeah. I was
0: made this way. This is just genetics. I am honoring my Polish heritage by eating... All the pierogies in the world. I am honoring the legacy of my departed great grandparents yeah, by enjoying the foods that they
1: ate. That fake heritage, I don't, you know, loophole where you're saying, like, I am I am Cuban, so I have to eat blank food. I am Polish, so I have to eat blank food. Like it 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 drives me absolutely up the wall. Like, so everybody from there has to eat exactly <laughs> this way? You know, I mean, it just seems crazy
0: again, what Gretchen Rubin was saying about that fake, false self actualization that like this is the bigger picture this is this is who I am is so dangerous because, again, like Donald said, heritage does not stop you from getting diabetes, honoring your desire to go and have a donut from every donut shop in town. That does not absolve you from the results of your choices.
1: No, it sure doesn't. And the better strategy for this that I have found and what I've tried to employ for at least the last five years is to plan for your exceptions. Make your rules and then plan for your treats. Plan for the very rare circumstances under which you're going to break your own rules. And... The other part of this is ask yourself, how do your decisions make you feel later? Yeah. Like when you say to yourself, you only live once, so you should have this trait – do you feel good about those decisions later, or do you wish you hadn't made those choices?
0: Well, and some of that might manifest itself in terrible heartburn. Yeah. Not being able to sleep because you've got acid reflux. Yeah, like I, I get ex-
1: food hangovers. I had a bit of a food hangover after the Super Bowl, and I had planned full on for for those treats. And there was a part of me that was like, eh maybe (laughs) planning for that treat I should have dialed it back 20% well
0: and it's really that food hangover thing is a real thing waking up feeling sluggish missing your workout because you're just you feel kind of achy and tired yeah actually does happen so that as much as I have that YOLO self-actualization I have to live with the consequences of those choices too absolutely so in conclusion for this one, I'm quoting Gretchen Rubin, and throwing a little Catherine sauce on it as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Catherine sauce, soon okay. coming from the We Only Look Thin store. Um,
0: so she says accept myself, but expect more from myself. So I'm accepting the weight that I am. I am embracing the me that I am today, but I'm also expecting more of myself because I am a grown up capable of doing hard things. Uh, I read something recently that said, Don't just listen to your body, but learn from your body. If every time you eat a sleeve of Girl Scout cookies, you wake up with acid reflux and regret and you feel terrible, learn from that. Don't just – yes, my body wants to eat all of the, you know, deep dish lasagna, that doesn't mean that it's going to make me feel good. And we can live on that id that, you know, just feeling good in the moment, or we can recognize that our choices have consequences.
1: And I'd like to amend that quickly to the (laughs) I am an adult who can't stop buying Funko Pops who is capable of very hard things. That's what I tell myself.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of Funko Pops, but at least you're not buying... and and
1: I don't care if it is a loophole I can't stop buying Tunko Pops (laughs) (laughs) it's just a fact there's nothing can change it
0: we only look like adults Um, okay so the last loophole they're definitely the last loophole
1: the final out of ten loopholes which makes this number ten number ten is the one coin loophole also known as the what difference does it make if I break my habit this one time loophole
0: yeah. So the example that she gives is that if you give a person a coin, it does not make them rich. But coin by coin, they become rich. At some point, you've got to say that if you have enough coins, you are rich. So your your bank is full. But it doesn't happen in one go. It happens with let's just pretend a habit is a coin.
1: Yeah. Habit
0: by habit, choice by choice. That we build who we become,
1: and this really crystallized for me when I was reading the uh, the James Clear book Atomic Habits. And you know, I didn't read that book till after I had uh, you know hit my goal weight. But the idea that you know doing a habit one time, you know, it is true. Like doing something one time isn't going to make a difference, but it's how you do that habit over time that really matters. Whether it's you know. Eating one cupcake isn't going to matter, but if I eat one cupcake every day, if I eat one cupcake for every meal, eventually that's really going to add up to consequences. And, you know, exercising for five minutes one time isn't going to do that much, but if I consistently exercise for five minutes over time, eventually the benefits of that build up and build up until it really matters and means something.
0: Right, so you might think that you have 100 pounds to lose. Really, we have one habit to choose day by day. Right. We have one pound to lose and to repeat that habit over and over again until we're down the hundred. I never expected to lose 100 pounds. I just knew I didn't want to feel the way I felt. And action by action, I lost that weight. And for anyone out there who is focused on the number, We suggest time and time again that you focus on the habits. What does a person who loses a pound do? They track their calories. They move their body. They put limits on their food choices. We can have it, but we can't have it all at once because we know the results that we get when we just indulge in every whim that we have.
1: Yeah, we get focused on the big picture and we get focused on the idea that we have to be perfect, that we have to do everything or else we should do nothing, that we forget that doing the little tiny things over and over and over again eventually pay off It's the idea that people want to lose 10 pounds a week and be be down to their goal weights in a month, two months, whatever it is. And instead of focusing on the long term and what happens when I get there, how do I maintain it? I need to practice the habits that are going to stick with me forever. And can I do habits that are going to make it so that I lose a quarter of a pound a week? maybe I could probably could do that and I could sustain that and I could keep doing that for the rest of my life. And that is when you really, really see the results when you are willing to commit to those small little changes over time.
0: Well, and on the, uh, on the financial side, I know I've talked about this before, but when I was 18, my human resources director, uh, told me that I should start putting money into a 401k. And it seemed like it was, you know, I'm never going to be old. I'm 18. It doesn't matter. I need this money now to pay rent. Yeah. And when I left that company, I only probably had about $800 in the 401k because I moved to California to be with the man I love. That's you, Donald. Oh, it's me.
1: It's you. Oh, so it's my fault that we're broke. So
0: that was was 20-something years remember how long I've been here. Um, (laughs) I know you're going to do the math, so I can just wait for
1: you. I'm not doing it now.
0: But at the time, when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I didn't think that that money mattered. And it seemed like an impossibility that I would have a lot of money in my 401k because it was just $10 a week. It was just $5 a week. It wasn't a big deal. Now I am 46 years old and I will uh, not include the number, but gosh darn it if starting at 18 didn't matter.
1: Yeah. And this really you know, ties in that Gretchen Rubin says as, as part of this, that um, tracking is important because she says you manage what you measure. And yeah. if you actually measure your habit, if you actually track it, if you actually pay attention to how much you're doing something or how little, you can see over time how much that adds up. And so That is why I'm a big fan of tracking my calories and of tracking my steps because I can see the direct relationship between doing those habits and what happens on the scale over time.
0: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, I'm going to we're on toot my own horn corner.
1: You're a horn tutor. I'm a horn
0: tutor. (laughs) I am on. You might remember, fine listeners, uh, that I was on a a flossing journey. And guess what? I'm on day 240 of flossing.
1: That's impossible. No one can floss that many days in a row.
0: (laughs) I have never flossed this much in my entire life. I promise you these last 240 days are more than I've ever flossed in my entire life. I feel
1: like there's a finite amount of flossing available in the world (laughs) that's capable in the world. Because for years and years, I was a religious flosser two times a day and... Yeah, for some reason, I'm admitting this on the podcast, all, since the uh, pandemic has hit, I have just, like, the idea of flossing is like kryptonite to me. And I've been doing it incredibly infrequently, and Catherine has taken up the slack on her end.
0: <laughs> I imagine, like, a sparkly, like, ding on my teeth right now.
1: <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm just a yuck man. Yuck
0: man! Oh, yeah. Well, he brushes, but yeah. I uh, do
1: brush, but still.
0: <laughs> Ow, that's a cavity. Yeah. So I am going in to, uh, actually, to my dentist tomorrow. And I am going to flout, flout, flaunt?
1: Sure, tout. all of it. You're going to flout gonna flaunt. <laughs> it's extra, it's European. <laughs> it's like Ooh. the difference between a flutist and a flautist. <laughs> uh,
0: I have been flossing, and I imagine I will get accolades and and, like, roses thrown at me for some reason. Yeah, they're going to lift
1: you up on their shoulders and carry (laughs) you around and they're going to yell at me for being a yuck mouth.
0: Uh, But I have tracked this habit and how do I know it? Because I tracked it. If you ask me how many times I've uh, flossed in the years before, I don't know. I don't keep track of that.
1: Yeah, it's all loosey-goosey before then.
0: Yeah, so tracking actually matters. So in all of this, Consider all of the loopholes that we have presented and maybe find a little nugget of truth in that that you can maybe change for yourself. Because all of the calorie tracking, all of the steps that we get are only part of this weight loss process. Mindset is critical in maintaining the weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually just did uh, a live Zoom meeting in Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place, Wolt Place. Where we talked about any plan that you follow, any book that you're given of just do this and you'll lose weight is fine. But once you diverge from that, the weight loss can stop. The mindset portion is such a critical part. I think Donald said that it was forty percent. No, or 60%. my mindset
1: I feel like is like sixty percent, right. and the other forty is just doing the habits. Which you know, it's it's all significant and it all adds up. But really, the mindset stuff is what got me going.
0: Right, and we have been not only have we lost the weight, but we're both three years over maintaining that weight loss, something we have never done before. Never, ever. I still look at my closet and I'm afraid of clothing because I'm always afraid it's not going to fit because in the past clothes never fit. And I always had five or six sizes in there to manage my fluctuations. This is the first time in my life where I've worn the same clothes over and over again and have to replace clothes, not because they no longer fit, but because they're threadbare.
1: I know I'm running out of uh, excuses to buy new (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts.
0: Man, must be nice. I know. Um, but think about the habits that you invoke, the loopholes that you invoke and ways that you might be able to change your language around it. We have so many limiting beliefs and working on changing those beliefs. I really believe are the reasons that we've been able to keep this weight off and why we continue to evolve in our thinking around our habits.
1: And I believe in you, the listeners of this podcast, and the best habit that you can have. (laughs) Stop calling them buttercups. They're going to get offended and switch off. (laughs) Um, The best habit that you can have over time is listening to this podcast. So you're one step closer to that. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, the rest of them are all still available uh, wherever you found this one and also at our website, weonlylookthin.com.
0: Yep. You can email us if you have questions or loopholes that you have invoked. You can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com to, to tell us about your loopholes or to uh, ask us questions about for future episodes. That would be super duper.
1: And Catherine mentioned Wolt Place and the Zoom that, uh, that she did this morning about it. If you want some more information about that, you can go to our website and click on join our support group.
0: Yep. we only Weonlylookthin.com uh, to click on join our support group. We have two options right now, a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial or a three-month membership with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolplace Place is right for you. But we are uh, really ramping Wolplace Place up. I'm doing lots of Zoom calls every week uh, where we're having some really great Interactions and uh, deeper conversations about this whole process.
1: Yeah, Catherine is a uh, full time. Uh, Walt place uh, placing <laughs> ma- placing now, and so uh, it was great before, and it's even better now. Um, We're gonna so ca- change it to
0: out. Walt Boulevard because it's just a grand promenade. <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
1: exactly. It sounds like a cozy
0: kind of cul-de-sac at this point, but it's growing. So. It,
1: it really is. Um, so, if you uh, want to follow us on the socials, as the kids say. Uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at we only look thin
0: and if you want to uh, be a part of the solution you can go to Apple podcast drop us five stars rating and review would be lovely we've gotten some lovely ones maybe we should just do an episode where we uh, we're just gonna sing read our, our reviews we sure. re- read
1: our five star reviews
0: sure or if you are shy you're a shy person you don't want to leave a rating or review, you can share this podcast with friends.
1: Oh, that's a really good idea. That is a
0: great way to show your love and support for
1: Walt. Absolutely.
0: So if you still think that anything you've eaten while listening to this episode doesn't count, just remember (laughs) that Donald and I are an
1: an inspiration